What's up, fam? You have joined Conversations with Randy B, where we have real conversations about all things Black. Let's get it started. Okay, I don't know your son's names. Okay, so my oldest son's name is Donovan. Okay, I was for a second, I thought you said another Z. I was like, do you have all Zs? And then, and then my uh, middle son's name, or youngest son's name, youngest. is Xavier. Okay. And then there's Zari. So it's the last two that kind of favor favor e- e- each other. Um, yeah, so basically, she picked the names of the boys. But since it was the girls, the last one, I was like, listen, this is on me. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it this time. This is mine. Right? <laughs> I actually had that name for, for years. I actually had that name, Zaria, which means princess. I had that name around the time that she was pregnant with Xavier. Because before we knew whether he was a, a boy or a girl, we're like, if he's a boy, we'll name him this. If he, if he's a girl, then we'll name this. So it was like, I saved that name all these years. And I was like, I never thought I'd get a chance to use it, but here we are. Here you go. <laughs> well, I, I actually love that name. I like Z names. So Zachary, we didn't find out the sex. So Zaria was on my, but I, well, we didn't find out the sex, but it's gonna sound crazy because I'm not the spooky kind of person, but I saw him in a dream, like, when I was like three months pregnant, we were swimming together and I woke up, I told Aaron and said, we're having a boy. I was like, I saw him. Like he has black hair. Like I literally saw this child. Hey, and I told him a boy the whole time. And literally when I had him and he came out and they're like, it's a boy. Like they's like, you didn't flinch. I was like, I knew I was having a boy. And he looked like I saw. And I know that sounds crazy, but real if, talk. If I'm going to trust anybody. I'm going to trust. If I'm going to trust anybody, I'm going to trust the one uh, carrying the, the, the child. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> I just knew I was having a boy. So yeah, it was Zach. So I, cause I love Z's and I love that whole thing. So yeah, Zaria, that, I'm glad you named a baby that works for us. Yeah, no, like, so at least, at least for me, I've always been big on, I, I couldn't just come up with a name for the sake of a name. Like I needed, or at least any name that was picked, I needed it to have a meaning. So like Donovan, the name Donovan means strong warrior. Yes. Uh, Xavier means like splendid or pleasant, which he he is, yeah. <laughs> and then Zaria means princess. So it's like every every name actually has like a meaning for me. I just, I just can't. Uh, I guess maybe it's because I spent all my time writing. I just can't just have a name just put a stamp down and just say yeah, name him Timothy or something. I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. No, it mean, names mean a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's like, like, carry with them. Because I read all the time. I had read this. I always know like these random facts. I had read an article that said something like 30% or 40% of parents regret what they name their kids. Yeah, you just, you just, they probably just think of whatever suits it at the moment. Just saying like, yeah, that, 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 that works. <laughs> right. And so I was like, what name do I think will not get on my nerves? So that's, and it's, that's it's also, I And it's also, I, which is why, like, when I was saying before with, with Xavier, it's like we had both. I, I needed to just me. I'm an over planner. I'm obsessive compulsive, and I needed to have these before we went anywhere. So it's like I couldn't. It, I, it would be too nerve wracking for me to just be in the hospital and just like, all right, what's his name? Like, all right, oh no, what? I can't do that. I can't I, do that. I, I, no, I'm with you on that. I'm kind of like with you on that. But I don't should I? I don't know. I'll stream in a second. Or should I stream now? I went off <laughs> yesterday. I streamed. I went live for a second yesterday. I was so. I, let me let me just go ahead and go ahead live. Hold yeah, on. I saw, um, yeah, like, I missed it. I, I got the notification that you went live, but then I was dealing with uh, 
Oh, uh, you got a lot going on. Yeah, it's, little little right. Miss, Miss Thing who was screaming her head off. So <laughs> Zara, said, Zara said she doesn't feel like she's being fairly represented. <laughs> so it's like we needed to tend to her. <laughs> she is her little fingers. Yeah, no, she's so like she's she's so she's so tiny. She's getting bigger now, but she was born she was born small. Cause like I said um earlier, like you know, she was a few weeks early, but everything everything is progressing as 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 it should. So we're we're good. We're good. We're good. Well, you know it's interesting. I um so I sent you guys one other thing. And it was the way I was going to do a birth announcement. Because, you know, we've been talking about Zaria. So I wanted to announce her. But as soon as I sent that thing, that was the same day, like, Wayfair came out from, like, trafficking kids and stuff. I was like, actually, never mind. Um, yeah, but I had my kids. I still don't know what to make of that story. Like that. Huh? I still don't know what to make of that story, but it's frightening. <laughs> it, it is pretty. There's something to it. I'll say that. Um, I, and so I was like, I got to let people know. So I got you guys this little shirt. And it said, um. It's musical. It says something like, does something be something? It's, you'll see. It's, but I meant to take a picture and announce. That was going to be my baby announcement for us. But then <laughs> my, my son, because uh, we have to mail out everything else, he mailed it already. So there goes that. All right. Let me just, we're about to be live. Uh, one second. What I find is we go live before I know it's live. Yeah, no, I normally wait for the, um, <clears throat> it gives me like a little indicator in the corner saying like now live on Facebook. And it's like, all right, we're, we're good. <laughs> we're good now. Okay, we're probably live now. There it is. So yeah. Okay, Elsie. Hi. Uh, <laughs> We're actually recording right now, sir. Looking straight something? up like. No, you good? Okay. All right. That's my middle child, y'all. <laughs> middle child has to get this, you know, they have to do a little extra to make sure they're that's seeing. My, that's, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> so are you the baby, Otis? Oh, hey, fam. Y'all, first of all, let's say hey to everybody else. It's our, it's our weekly live catch-up, guys. Hello, Facebook. Hello. How you doing? Right here. How <laughs> you doing? But to, uh, to answer your question, I'm actually, um, I am the only child from my mother, but the uh, younger child from my dad. My older brother is 10 years older. Okay. So. You know, I love how with families these days, it's com we can't just say, yeah. Cause you know we always got it's complicated. It, it, it's complicated, and especially when like you know, you know I'm not gonna lie. My, when my when my dad was young and popping, you know he was, he, was, uh, <laughs> he was out here doing the most. But you know, <laughs> listen, Papa was a Rolling Stone wasn't listen. a hit because just because of the beats, like we all could relate. <laughs> People could relate to that song. No, it's, it's funny because um I found the uh, picture the other day because like actually my um. Both of my parents were born outside of the country, and my older brother was born outside the country too. So, around the time that I was uh, four, he, uh, my older brother, came to live with us for a little bit. He was fourteen at the time, so it was like I found a picture of like three of us back then. So I'm like four, he's fourteen, and then I'm looking at my dad. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, we, we we look at, you know, we always looked at our parents as like these adults that were just like this unattainable age. And then I looked at the picture and realized he's like the same age I am right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> and it, and, but then it puts a lot of things in perspective where it's just like, listen, man, like we might be hard on people sometimes. You realize that they just regular people who make mistakes like the rest of us. Man. Like, <laughs> that, and that, you know, I tell people, I said, when your parents lose that cape, you know, you think your parents are like perfect and old and wise and you get mad at them for things that they do. And then you realize like, well, yeah, he was just a 25-year-old guy, or you know what I mean? Right. And it's like, you, you all of a sudden get it, and they, they become human, you know? Because at least, for, like, because when you talk about becoming a parent, because for, for me, being a parent, I realized that, like, I, I don't know what I thought beforehand. I thought that there's some magical transformation or something like that, but then I realized, <laughs> no, I feel the exact same. I just have people to to make sure don't die <laughs> you know so so it's like then you then it puts things into perspective that's like no they're just regular people trying to figure all this shit out right. <laughs> no i i say to my sons because i apologize i one thing i do that my, i don't think my parents did to me is that i apologize to them um when i mess up and i always say to my sons i said look when i got pregnant with you like the universe god didn't come down and say oh she's about to be a parent let me get her right Right, let me just yeah, no. make her this perfect thing. I was like, they just take these flawed beings and say, you know, here you go. And I was like, so do better with this one. Do better with this one. Right. <laughs> so I was like, this is what you got. And I said, what I will always promise you is you're getting the very best of me. <laughs> I say it's great though, but it's the very best I got. I will never right. try hard at anything as I've tried to raise you. But I mean, I'm still this flawed person who is continuously working on herself. Right. Right, absolutely, and you know, like I, I look at a lot of things different. It puts both of my parents in perspective, and it's like I, I realized like I was less hard on them the older I got. And I was like, you know what? I get, I get it. I get I get it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I tell people my both my parents are deceased, and I tell people the one of the biggest regrets is I can't say I get it now. All right, okay. Oh, all right. I see why you. Yeah, okay. But yeah, because yeah. you do. You you know you do. Because you're hard Absolutely. on them, you think, and because the rest of the world is presenting their fake picture of what families look like, so you think certain families are perfect, and your parents are the wrong ones getting it wrong because you're inside, not realizing that everybody is living these slightly dysfunctional <laughs> existences. Like all of us have our own uh, whatever take on dysfunctionality. <laughs> so well, it's. It's funny you say that because Trisha, Trisha and I were having this conversation. It's like, this is in no way like a shot at like Jay-Z and Beyonce because those are like two of my favorite musicians. But you'll see people talk about, oh, couple goals. I'm like, you do yeah. realize they've made more than one album kind of disparaging each other <laughs> <laughs> about shit that they've done wrong in the past. Like, no, there's no such thing as like goals. Like the, the, the only goal is you might go through some things with your significant other and then you either choose that you want to work it out or choose that you don't want to work it out. But like, there's no, this fictional idea that people are like perfect or celebrities are perfect. Like prime example, there was a, 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 a J Cole line on, I think his, uh, what's the name of that album? Four Seals Drive album where he says, I want that Will and Jada love. Fast forward <laughs> to 2020. And then, and then you think to yourself, they're like, oh, hey, maybe you don't want that Will and Jada love. Well, but right? even back then, though, we knew Will and Jada love. Well, I, well, I always thought it was an open thing that they had an open thing, right? Um, that they loved differently. But I will say, 
I tell people if two people are together five years or more, and that's being really like generous with this, people, you go have gone through some things, right? right? And so I'm always fascinated, like with the Will and Jada thing, the judgment of some of the people. I'm like, these have got to be people who do not have, have never been in a long-term relationship. Like, like, cause if you are, or just, you know, some people judge other people, although they are, they, you know, these glass house people, cause, and I'm not saying they've been through infidelity, but you've been through something like right. you know, financial, whatever, or, you know, you've been through something. Um, outside family members treating you wrong. There's been something that you've had to overcome. And so the judgment that people have is very interesting. Some, you know, the difference is some people choose to stay and some people choose to leave and only the people in the relationship can decide that. But other than that, I feel like a lot of times, you know, people, especially people on social media, they love talking about hypothetically what they do. It's like, I would never. And I'm just like, no, you're probably doing something similar with somebody who's not even of the caliber of the people. Oh, right, right, right. Like when that, when that thing came out with Kevin Hart and his wife and he cheated and all these women were talking about, I'd leave. And I'm like, as you sit in your studio apartment with that no good brother who comes through every other week, and don't get me wrong, some people, they really would leave. But I'm like, she's living in mansions, driving big cars, and she seems to really love him, was pregnant with his child. I'm like, come on. Right, right. Come on. <laughs> you know, and we've all been a fool for love, right? We've all done some things that maybe we've all stayed longer than maybe we should have. Maybe. Absolutely. And at least, for, and sometimes for me, I've been in a situation where I didn't realize till kind of after the fact. I was like, I was getting very healthy. I'm glad I'm, all, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad I'm not in that anymore. <laughs> all the things that you can't, the, the time you can't get back, like, what the hell was I doing? Like, and, and you, but because sometimes you're in the middle, you just can't see it. You can't when see you're it. in it, you can't see it. Well, let me ask you this question Are you the friend who tells people like what they can't see? Are you the friend who allows the person like just to be in their dysfunction? Whatever right, it is. So, so I'm the I'm, actually, my entire group of friends is like this we are all the friends who will advise you against something stupid, but. <laughs> will give you the freedom to be stupid. But if it goes wrong, the way that we think is gonna go wrong, you <laughs> might get one venting session, but then after that, it's like, bro, we told you. We told you. <laughs> but I remember there was one, there was one time I was, I was dealing with uh, uh, like a, a young lady who, let's just say it did, uh, didn't go too well. <laughs> Before I started dealing with her, all of my friends were like, bro, don't do that. Don't, don't, right? I didn't listen. So when it went haywire, I didn't even bother complaining to them. I just basically just like called them up, sent them a text saying like, y'all were right. I'm gonna just move on now. <laughs> you guys were right. Well, cause I'm that friend who was gonna tell you and it has made, I, I am worse than anybody else, like of my friends and so, it has gotten me in trouble because I, because, well, I'll say this 99% of people, I'm not going to tell you. It really is. If you like it, I love it. But if you, my people, like my people, I'm be like, yo, uh, nah, mm -mm, that ain't going to work. Right. And, and there's even been, you know, situations, even with like, you know, family members where I really don't approve of this person. But listen, if you're this adamant about it, like, I'm not going to, right. I'm not going to be the one to just, you know, drop salt every single time I see y'all. Like, so it's like, listen, it's, 
if you want to chug on along, listen, I'll, I'll be there for you if it goes haywire, but just, just remember, between you and me, I, I, I done told you. Yeah, I, I told, told you. <laughs> you know what? See, I'm a Sagittarius. I believe in astrology. And Sagittarius, our whole thing is about uh, truth, right? I believe, so if I love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to say that is terrible. That's garbage. She's garbage. He's garbage. Whatever it is. And it's funny because yesterday I had another like crazy ass day. People think that when I speak the truth, at least my truth as I see it about discrimination, about racism, about sexism, about any of these things, they think, oh my gosh, you're, you have hate. And I'm like, I love you to death. I'm, I so love this world and trying to fix stuff. I'm telling y'all the truth. And people would rather you lie to them and say, oh yeah, you know, all we have to do is snap our fingers and we're all going to get along. I think the loving thing to do is say, this mess is jacked up. Like our country is racist as hell. It was built on white supremacy. It was built on a patriarchal added, you know, uh, philosophy and we got to fix it. Because how do you fix it if you don't know? Because I, so yesterday, I, I don't know if you saw, I posted this video of this brother trying to deliver food in a building you had to be buzzed up. Oh, was that the, um, was it Postmates? Was it the, yeah, was it I think it was, I don't know what he, where he was from delivering. Yeah, and yeah, the yeah. The white woman who walked yeah. up to him and she's going off, right? Why are you wearing that mask? What are you hiding? I'm just like, in case you forgot, there's an illness. There's uh, an illness, right? And she wouldn't let him in the building, right? And I post these things because I like discussion. So of course, that video was shared 9,000 times. I had to take it down because it just got so insane. Because uh, I can't monitor the whole time. At one point, I had like, I want to say 6,000 comments. And when they get real crazy, you know who gets in trouble, right? So I was like, I just got to take this thing down. But in my inbox the whole time, I'm getting from white people, you are dividing America. It's people like you that's the problem. And I'm always like, so it's not the racism that's the problem, but it's me showing the racism. And while I'm showing it, I'm posing the question, what would be the best way to handle this situation? Because typically people just want to respond saying, slap that woman, right? She should have been slapped, slap that bitch. That's what I was getting. I'm like, that sounds good. That's easy for us to say, but brother, brother man would have gone to jail had he even looked at her funny. And he knew that. And we realistically know that. And people are like, we got to stop being such punks. Okay. He's going to slap her. He's going to jail, like for a long time. Let's what just be real. So, and I'm sick of brothers going to jail. And I'm not saying that it's fair or right, but we got to figure out how to fight back intelligently and strategically to hurt and fix these situations. I'm like, no, he needs to record it like he did. He needs to tell the office manager, get the woman evicted, you know, from the place, whatever. Like there needs to be steps taken, but not just slap her. Cause that just brings like 10 minutes of satisfaction. It, it, it's funny that you say like you get you get things in your inbox because it's it's people don't want to feel uncomfortable like or, all right so it, it's more so one of those things where people don't want to approach the idea that they might have some implicit bias it's almost like you just want to pat on the back it's like hey you don't say bad things you don't uh you know, look at people crazy. It's just like, you know, you're, you're, you're nice. Just a pat on the back. But it's like, no, there's active things that need to be done to combat 
inherent prejudice. And the idea that you can divide America based on somebody else's actions is preposterous. Like, because they, they don't wanna, they don't wanna look at that person and say, you know what, that could have actually been me, probably, you know, calling. Cause like, listen, that, it, that's why they react so much, because they know it could have been them, because there's a black man at your door, and what everything says in America is that white people are scared of black people, and that's what we need to deal with, but nobody would admit that. Because it's like, you, you talk about implicit bias. I remember this distinctly. I think it was, uh, I want to say maybe I was like 17, something like that, but it was like at that time, like, I, for, all right, so fast forward the first maybe six or seven years out of college, I worked for Citigroup, right? So back in college, I was working inter or I was working internships for Citigroup, which is what eventually led to my, you know, full-time position. I distinctly remember I had just interviewed for my first uh, internship with Citigroup. I'm wearing a full-on suit. I got my little, you know, starter kit briefcase, you know, <laughs> with all my copies of my resumes and whatnot. And I get on the elevator I literally just left the meeting, left the interview. I get on the elevator with my little briefcase and my suit. First thing this woman does is clutch her purse. And I'm just like, yes, we are in this office building. There's cameras everywhere. I'm wearing a suit with a briefcase. But my first thought is, let me take this woman's money. What's wrong? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> like, and that, and, but that's what I'm saying. That is what's so interesting to me is how people are so scared of having that conversation, which is what I do is force people to have conversations because they have to recognize that somewhere in them and a lot of them, the ones who react that violently and, you know, I'm like, cause you see yourself and that scares you. Cause if you didn't, you wouldn't even be tripping. You'd say, wow, that woman's really racist. She right, that was fucked up. Let's not do that. Like right, right. And the other thing that bothered me about the whole thing was and, and let me say this, black people, we need to check ourselves because we've been living in America, right? And so I constantly have to check my biases and the ones that white America, the, the majority culture has taught me about me and my people and about other people. We all have these ideas. And so what was interesting to me is how black and white people immediately were like, oh, she's just wacky. She, she, has, a, she has mental illness, one, and she's drunk, right? And I'm like, so there's videos like this every like, day. Right? I'm like, <laughs> then that means I have met a lot of crazy people in my life. Cause I'm telling right. you, and I'm telling you, every black person I know has had a racist incident where someone is questioning their presence, even if they do it in a nice way. Like I have been out at, at least 25 times. I have been in the room at work or at fancy like dinners where are living in a na certain neighborhood where they find a way to ask, like, basically, how in the hell are you here? So, um, where are you moving from? And all these questions that are really, the bottom line is, what the hell are you doing here? I did not expect you here. And I really am not comfortable with you being here. And I need you to show me your credentials to show me that you're here. And it might be nice as hell, it, seemingly innocuous, but you go through this whole dance, right? And so, yeah, I was shocked that they gave this woman immediately this pass for acting like we see white people, majority cultures, especially white women saying that they're scared act all the time. Like, I'm like, they, no, they, they get the, uh, you know, even 
I hate to make such Something a drastic comment. I hate to make such a drastic comment, but you even see it with like, um, you even see it with like white male like murderers or something like that. They get the oh. benefit of being crazy. Oh, always crazy. If we did it, we're just thugs and criminals and just bad apples and et cetera, et cetera. This is what I was saying. I said if a black man had walked up to her and was like, "Well, yo, yo, what you doing coming to my building? What you where you? Let me uh uh." I said y'all would have been like, "He's violent." What's wrong with him? These thugs, we need him off the street. I was like, it never would have been considered if he were drunk. And I was, and another thing that pissed me off. Because Rayshard Brooks is drunk. And they <laughs> right. <laughs> and they right. Yeah. Listen, in my life, and I've been drunk countless times. I'm 49 years old. be 50 this year. I've been drunk a lot of times. I, I, I hate to admit this, but I've been drunk. It's, to, it's National Tequila Day, speaking of that. So... Later on this evening, I may be a little tipsy. I have never once. <laughs> As you should so, I have never once accosted a person based on their race. I've never said a racial slur. I've never suddenly become racist. And so my thing is, even if she were drunk, she's racist. You know, oh, if oh, she's yes. crazy, I mean, if she has a, a mental illness, she's also a racist. Like. Mental illnesses, autism, depression, anxiety disorders, it's not racism. It is not racism. Don't give people the excuse. You cannot take a pill and be like, oh, like this person, like it takes all the responsibility off of people of being bigots and just says, oh, they have an issue. Like, no, they're racist. Maybe drunk too, but racist. Yeah, I've never, like, it's, funny, it's funny you bring that up because it's like, I, I, I can't remember the amount of times like I've heard, I've seen like apologies from people saying like, oh, I was just, you know, I was a little bit drunk or like, you know, I was upset about something. I was like, let, let, let me tell you something. Like, as, as, as you said, in your, in, your, in your life, you've been drunk a lot of times. So it's like, listen, I've also been drunk a lot of times, like a lot, a lot of times, right? <laughs> I, have never, I have never been drunk and said to myself, let me get these racial slurs off. Like, I really, you know, <laughs> right. really never happened. It's, it's literally never happened. Like, it might, you know, the, only, the, most it'll, the most it'll do is, you know, make me try some dance move that I probably don't have the capability <laughs> of completing and then, <laughs> and then make it a fool of myself. But I've never turned into a racist, like, just because... Totally. Uh, some brown liquor hit my system. That's not how this works. Like, yeah, so stop with that excuse. And, and you know, it reminded me of, like, when my kid was in school, right? And, you know, my son got caught nigger and stuff like this. And people say, well, they're just children. I'm like, what kills me is that every time you hear about kids calling other kids racial slurs, it's always black kids being called nigger. And we're supposed to say, oh, well, children, that's just kids being kids. I was like, you never hear of kids of color, of black children, saying, oh, you know, he called little so-and-so uh, cracker today or whatever. Like, I can't even say that word. It just sounds so crazy. Like, it, because they're not hearing it at home. That's one thing. They're not hearing it at home. Because we don't just, this is one thing I've realized. And, and, and this is not meant to be an insult. I think that black people think about other races when we're together not at all. And I think other races are always thinking of us, right? So we don't get together and say, man, this, we're not talking about people and using racial slurs and being hype. Like we're just kind of like together in our, 
blackness, right? I, I don't think like we're just together. We're not, we really don't spend time as weird as that may sound like my kids have never heard me just like saying racial slurs and yeah, just, like, a, just, a pow, just having a powwow about white people. That's not happening. We don't do, yeah, 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 we don't do that. We don't, and it's not, it's not meant to be as an insult, but I, and I've never heard, and when they were saying like using this, this, uh, giving these, this white woman these excuses, I was like, and not only me, I'm saying I went to an HBCU. I grew up on Hampton University's campus. I've been around black people all my life. I've been black since I was born. I've never heard it, like in any of the groups where there's like a whole lot of energy, no energy is put towards talking. We're just kind of like in our, doing our thing. I think that's something. So when your kids are saying these things and or all this racist stuff is happening, that's because that's in your brain. We, you know, we are, black people are renting space in people's brains. Um, which is somewhat an, a compliment, but quite annoying. So when, you know, even if she were drunk, what is it called? A, a drunk mind speaks a sober tongue or something like that. Like that had to be there for it to come out when you're drunk. Right. I mean, listen, all, all the drunk mind should do is maybe tell somebody you like them. And it, when, when you didn't have the courage to before, that's it. And stop, you know, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this country one, not calling, right, calling out racism. One, and because how do we fix it if we don't name it? And two, providing people with excuses all the time. I'm glad, I'm glad you said that. I forgot when, when this happened, but um, some couple years back, Trevor Noah, they asked Trevor Noah, I think it's like right around the time that he took over The Daily Show. You know, they asked him, you know, since he's from South Africa, they asked him, like, what do you see as a difference between, you know, South Africa and America, you know, two places who have had, you know, very visible you know, racial issues. And he said the difference is South Africa actually admits its past. Every other country. Which is why it's able to, you know, move forward a little bit better from apartheid because they actually admit, he's like, hey guys, this was fucked up. Let's not do that anymore. You know, <laughs> like the same way now too. Like you look at, um, you look at Germany. Germany, right. Germany completely disavows, you know, the, I mean, it's like, it doesn't take away the fact that it's like, a bunch of you are descendants of some some fucked up people, but right. they at least accept responsibility and say, "Yeah, we were feel? bugging. We were bugging." Okay, so that let's, was wrong. Let's let's not do that no more. You know what I mean? Like, but whereas you 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 uh, you come here, prime example, Steve King, who just got kicked out of uh, his uh, he just got kicked out of Congress. Shout out to shout out to you guys for getting rid of him, but. <laughs> He's had like a long history, like where, you know, he talks about, you know, white nationalism and just like, you know, why are we so scared to, you know, admit that white people are great? Because if we're, if we don't, then it just, it's the downfall of Western civilization. It's like, listen, no one is saying that you guys don't have accomplishments, but the idea that you built America by yourself is Focus. nonsensical. Like that's honestly nonsensical. Like pick, pick, pick a racial group. Pick, just pick one, and they helped contribute <laughs> to, you got the Every Asian people, single racial got, group. of yeah. course, black, black people with slaves, cool. You got the Asian people in the railroads, cool. Like, you, listen, pick a racial group, <laughs> and, you, and it's been used to build America up. So, which is why, like, a lot of times, when you hear people say, like, if you hate it here so much, why don't you just go back to your country? It's like, okay, cool, all right, all right, all right, let's, let's vibe with that for a second. Because 
people hate like Hispanic immigrants so much, but then you go talk to a farmer in California and it's like, hey, our crops are dying because we don't have enough uh, people to work the fields because we use a lot of immigrant labor. Sorry, guys. So it was like, no, you're, you're, you're living under a fallacy. <laughs> oh, it's such a fallacy. And that's, that, that's the thing of just, I mean, and that's all I do. I tell people, I was like, I'm about handling the truth. It was uh, another video when I, I was too afraid to even post it uh, with some people, you know, accosting a black couple. And at the end of the video, the black guy, I mean, the white guy does the, um, the Hitler sign, the, what, what do you call that? The thing. Yeah. And some uh, Germans were writing about it um, on the page I was on and they were saying, in our country, if you do that sign, that is an automatic, I think it was like eight months in jail. Like, no, we're not even trying, it ain't, we're not even having a conversation. So what I'm saying is they recognize how painful that symbol is in their country. And I'm like, in America, we're like, but why can't we have the statues up of people who pillaged and raped and, and, and owned slaves? That's our history. And I'm like, they would never in other countries have statues up of people who were so cruel, whether, and it doesn't even matter if you, like there was some good things about him. You're like, yeah, but he did do this, but he was a murderer. <laughs> so well, it, It's funny, because I, I literally had this thought the other, the, the, the other day where, um, even though I mentioned something similar on a past video where I, I was talking about, like, I don't understand the love of the Confederacy because they lost. It's the same thing, too, with, like, you see people with, like, because you're, you're talking about Germany. So it's like when you see people pulling out the swastika, I was like, you guys know they lost, too, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand this obsession with people who lost. They, they lost. Like, so it's like, how do you go about, like, once again, maybe this is just me being way too logical for my own good. But then how can you propose superiority by idolizing multiple sources of losers? Like, <laughs> like they all look like, not only did Hitler lose, he knew it was coming, so he killed himself. <laughs> this is your hero? Like, this, this is your hero? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. It's, it's, it's funny because even, like, right now when people ask me when they talk about like being angry or something i'm like i'm probably less angry than i've ever been um and i'm not really angry you know because there's this calmness and i don't know like i, I i've said this before where these changes are going to happen the numbers what reason why people are acting as crazy as they are if i can give anybody any hope like those statues are not going to exist 10 years from now right and so, because it is what it is, that you've lost, right? Things have lost. Number of people, just, just honestly, in the numbers of people that are coming, that are in this country, the number of brown people. And so you, people have got to get about accepting and loving and being able to work with all people, or they're going to be left behind and they're going to be sitting up there, you know, like the people who are still honoring Hitler and the people who lost because the world is changing, right? And I don't know how fast or slow it's going to happen, but it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to happen. So I, honestly, the advice I want to give to people always is like, you better get on this bus or not, because we leave it. It's not going to be the same America where other people do not have a voice, right? You know, it's just not going to be. No, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned that too, because I, I, I don't, I just have a random assortment of 
clips in my head, but I remember a couple of years ago, Tucker Carlson said something along the lines of, you know, like you take like the average white family in like suburbia or something like that. And like, you know, they see people coming into their neighborhoods and it's like, they might not necessarily be bad people, but things are just changing a lot quicker than they're able to, you know, handle. And then I'm thinking to myself, it's like, that's a you problem. That ain't us problem. That's your problem. <laughs> like, so, so you don't have a real beef other than this is happening too fast. So yeah, don't do that. It's like, no, that's not how this, that's not how this works. I mean, listen, you can go by, you know, population trends and see that, like you said, like in, in a couple of decades, man, the majority of America is just going to be a bunch of colored folk of some. I mean, it really some is shade, technically some shade, some shade of hue is, is coming. Sorry. Well, mille millennials already. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's over, which is, I, I honestly think the outrage, I think, first of all, even the nicest people who are like, oh yeah, we want people to have equal rights. But you know, that was kind of, it sounded good in theory, but then when there was a black president, and black AG and you know, you know, black people just seem to get it. <laughs> too much. It's it too was like, much. wait a minute, slow down. And people were experiencing black people in their jobs. Like, you know, it, it became too much, I do think. And and it is because I gotta keep telling people the thing of equality, the reason why it is so difficult is because you gotta give up something too. It's not gonna just be, oh, I have a cake. I'm fine with someone else eating the cake. Now, that means like, no, but you got to give up some of your cake, some of your cake and people not, you know, when they feel like they own, you know, everything. So that, that it, it is more than a notion, but it's going to happen. So I'm like, y'all better, that's what people, I'm like, y'all better hire me. Y'all better get right. <laughs> you know, the grandma used to say, you better get right with yourself because it's going to happen. But also remember, and it's like, I mean, of course, like you're right, it's going to happen. But remember that, people are going to come kicking and screaming because like we can't even get people to put on masks without rioting. <laughs> so if putting on a mask is a violation of your rights, <laughs> then but, I got some news for you. <laughs> it, the only reason Trump is uh, viable, the reason why he got elected and the reason why people are fighting for him, he doesn't stand for any moral or principle it is us against them it is it is it is the it is the protection of whiteness the control of whiteness people you know and we got to be honest about that he and he what makes me mad is that he owns it like i actually i actually like people where i know where they stand i feel comfortable because I, I let me it's the nice ones who who bother me he's very clear the, the white nationalists say that's our guy like you know they they're like that's our dude he speaks our language David Duke, David Duke, <laughs> David Duke was inspired to run for office because Trump won. Right. For those who don't know, David Duke literally runs the KKK. Yes. Like, like literally, not even figuratively, no, literally runs the KKK and was inspired to run for office because Trump won. Like, all right. Not to bring up uh, or not to denounce Bernie Sanders at all, because it's like I actually fuck with a lot of things he says. But when you see Bernie bros online bugging out on a bunch of other candidates, they basically told Bernie Sanders, you have to accept like you have to accept responsibility that people are doing things on your behalf. So then why are you telling Bernie to do that? But then you can't tell Trump It's like, hey, you never think it's odd that literal self you know, identified white supremacists fuck with you. Like you never, you never thought about that at all. Like now, if a bunch of 
Now, if a bunch of like, I don't know, you know, drunk drivers came came out and said like, "Man, LC's my man," I'd have to think to myself, "Why are all these drunk drivers uh, fucking with me?" Like, I don't like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you gotta you gotta put these pieces together. <laughs> very true. Very true. No, so I don't know. What? It was something you texted me. You like we gotta talk about so and so, and I can't remember. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye. Oh, thinking of Trump and Kanye. mental illness, and I believe a lot of things at once about Kanye. I do too. One, I do believe this is all part of an album rollout. Mm -hmm. Two, I do believe he's legitimately out of his fucking mind. Mm -hmm. Three, I wrote about this a long time ago where. It's not even, for me, it's not even the fact that he says things that I disagree with that makes me upset. It's the fact that he legitimately doesn't, like, no shit. Like, it's, it's, it's like when he speaks on topics, it's very clear that you do not have an understanding of the topic you're speaking about. Like, we're going to talk about somebody like Candace Owens. Candace Owens firmly understands what she's yeah. talking about. I he's just wrong. He's wrong as hell. I disagree with every fucking thing that comes out of her mouth. Everything. But she understands what she's talking about. So it's just like, you know what? People like you, ugh, okay. Kanye just legitimately doesn't know what he's talking about. No. And he has such a visible platform. Now, mind you, before I continue, I talk all the time about me being a musician, et cetera, et cetera. He's literally my favorite artist. Oh, so he's, he's brilliant. So he's everything, brilliant. Everything that I say, it pains me because like he literally, I grew up with him as literally my favorite artist. So it's like to see, but then again, I also wrote about this too a, a long time ago where I said, we need to stop depending on celebrities and public figures for our information and our hot takes because a lot of them don't know what the fuck they're talking about either. Right, so they're musicians, they're, they're good at what they do. So. When you see him at a presidential rally, presidential rally, <laughs> talking about Harriet Tubman, and he's saying like Harriet Tubman didn't really free slaves. She just brought them to go work for other white people. My immediate question is, show me where the black owned businesses were in uh, slave times. And then maybe, <laughs> right. maybe, and then maybe we could have gotten these freed slaves some jobs. <laughs> what are you talking about? Come on, that's a minor detail. Come on now. <laughs> what, what, what in actuality are you talking about? And, and it's like, but the thing is, though, and this is something that, you know, black people, not all of us, but some of us, we need to own. There's a lot of people I see on social media who will be in the comment section trying to explain what he meant to say. No, I don't give a fuck what you think he meant. I'm I'm going verbatim by the words that came out of the man's mouth. The man. Well, we. I have had people come on my site and go off when people talk about Kanye. And what's interesting is that you could love a person, adore a person. Kanye could be my my child, and I would say he is suffering from mental illness. He definitely has some identity issues, right? Um, he's brilliant. But you got to, again, it goes back to our original conversation of there's got to be some truth, right? There's got to be some, like love doesn't mean blind. It shouldn't mean blind. Love should actually be where you see things clearly and says, I love you anyway. We're going to love him anyway. 
Like I preach. Like, love you enough to call you out on your dumb shit. Like, like Dave Chappelle gives that kind of love, where he's like, "Man, you are bugging. I'm gonna fly to uh, Montana and check on you. You my dog, but publicly, I'm like, this dude is bugging. That's my dude, though, right? And he calls it like it is. And, and it's, but that's the thing. It's just like you know, he's he's attained the status that he has because of his works. And you know, because of like the money he's and his money he's been able to generate, and it's like the platform that he's on right now is like I don't I don't need somebody who just so clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. Doesn't and, know what he's talking. And I've been about. one of those people though too. That I mean, of course, it's the you know the mental illness thing. It's the we can all agree that he's never been right since his mom died. Never been right since his he's, ne- he's, ne- he's never been he's never been right, and then because like, I remember even I th- I forgot what he was on I don't know if it was uh I don't know what talk show he was on it might have been like either Jimmy Kimmel or Jimmy Fallon, but then when he first started talking about when he ingratiated himself with the Kardashians and he basically said he's like I was just looking for a family. I, I he was on actually on the show because I saw that clip. Right, and it, and it's like people don't pay t- like you got to pay attention when people say things like that, he's like, he's, he's blatantly telling you like, I need help. I need comfort. I need. So the last thing you need to do is then give him a microphone, uh, a misunderstanding of a bunch of facts and just let them loose. Like, <laughs> like, no. <laughs> but, but, but that's, that's the thing is that. Like when people say about the whole Kim Kardashian thing or whatever, in my opinion, the one thing I will say is, the last thing he needed the last few years, in my opinion, was the media and the pressure that comes with that. And what you got to do at times like that is like, we got to lock down. So I'm going to leave the show or I'm going to leave you, one or the other, because I don't think you can have that lifestyle and be under mental duress, which he clearly is, right? And someone has to love you enough to say, yeah, time out. We, we can't do both. Because, you know, they are watched 24-7. They get so much thrown at them because mm-hmm. they've chosen this life. And, you know, she, I think that when you are in love with somebody and you're protective and you say, okay, I got to take a time out from this business. So my husband, we could just take a time out. Cause you know, it's not like he's been producing all that, you know, cause, or he could have produced, he could have done his clothing line and not be as visible as that name puts on them. And yeah. as a side note, what you said about the family thing, um, I had never seen the Kardashians until I was flying um, internationally and that was on, it was uh, looped. And it was when Lamar Odom was in the family. And, mm-hmm. um, but before he married- um, Chloe. Middle girl, Chloe. Um, and, they said, well, with us, you have a family. And he was like, he, this is another brother, never had a family, was desperate for a family, said he wanted a family. And it was his family dinner. And literally the mom, and they was like, they sold it. Like, we, with us, you have a big family, we'll be your family. So, you know, Lamar's hanging out with the, with the brother 24-7. Like, he, you know, they gave him that unit that he so desperately needed, you know? Right, right. And, 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 and it's, you know, but then now... You look, at it, you, you look at it too, but I also feel like, and of course, some people might completely disagree with me, but. They should disagree with us. We're comfortable with that. I, I, I think people, 
put too much of this sometimes on Kim in the sense that oh, yeah, I agree. In the sense that, all right. What do you ex you, you also have to realize that a person that you if you on the outside think this guy bug it, you have to remember she's married to him and has kids with him. So it's like as a married person, if I'm out here tripping. I'm pretty sure my wife's gonna be having a hard time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I, well, I think when they see each other, I don't think they spend a whole lot of time together. There's yeah, no way with I wouldn't want to spend time with that dude. I wouldn't want to spend time with that dude at all. <laughs> no, I, don't get me wrong. I have empathy for her as well. I'm just saying, I think that's what people are seeing. Because I think I would shut it down. And I know she did, you know, I know she did shut it down. Um, something she just shut down recently. Oh, like she's not allowing them to film his mental breakdown, which I'm like, thank you for that. I mean, that should be pretty. They didn't do that to Lamar. Speaking of Lamar, they did. They, they did not do that to Lamar. Oh, they did not do that to Lamar. Um, okay, so ye. So what? I mean, what? So what? So what? I just wish he would just chill for a minute. He needs to go wherever Chappelle went and chill. Like Chappelle needs to get him a ticket there and let the brother just get himself together because he's a you know i i really do love the brother you know from afar like i i you know i have my brother love for him i want him to be better speaking of speaking of quickly speaking of kim again she wrote you know like a statement where she said uh um where she said it's like you basically you can't help somebody like if they're an adult you can't help somebody if they don't want help that and that is that is true so that's the part that's tough because you're saying you wish he would sit down and the problem is only he can shut it down and he won't. Only he can. And he won't. That's true. And, and, and it's just like, it just keeps getting amplified and amplified and amplified. And, but then it's like, we're, we're, we're in a time just in general where you have a certain faction of people who understand that like, all right, this guy's going through some shit and you have a certain faction of people who just want to make jokes. Then there's a certain faction of people who just like, you know, just want to say disparaging things. And it's just like, listen, sometimes you got to ignore motherfuckers, man. <laughs> like, like it, it, these things are able to t go as far as they do because we give them attention. We give them a voice. And I'm, I'm a culprit right now. I'm talking about it right now. So I'm part of the fucking problem. Oh, no, I, I yeah, I, I know I'm going to talk about it. And I, I do. But, I, I think I'm mostly, I feel sorry for him. But right now where he's spiraling, I don't think it has anything to do with right now the attention. I think he is deep in his spiral right now. I don't even think he's seen other people, clearly. But then you'll you'll hear other people who say it's like oh like who who are close to him say like oh yeah no he's fine I'm just like well this is fine yeah, yeah. you know we 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 don't know but I will say what I do know is that the brother ain't totally stable right now and I do wish him the absolute best like I'm I'm hoping he gets himself together just in general stop talking about black people who've done more than you just please. Just stop. <laughs> That's gonna be a lot of people for me. What are we gonna talk about then, LC? No, no, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about him. Like, like, don't bring up Harriet Tubman. Oh don't, yes. Don't bring up slaves. Don't bring. Listen, people who've endured more than you, leave them alone. Just, just. Oh, you know what? Actually, there's just a list of people you can't mess with. Like, there's a list of songs that nobody should remake. <laughs> you know those songs? Like, you can't. No, don't do that. There's just a list of people. Harriet Tubman being one. That who, who, who wakes up and says. 
shit about Harriet Tubman. I don't, uh, <laughs> like, how does that thought even enter your, your head? <laughs> I guess what I'm saying, that's when you know you're just, you know, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, I appreciate Harriet Tubman, but she's not first of mind most days. Right, right. <laughs> and then they're not, not, that's not at the top of my brain, and then my next thought is, you know what, fuck Harriet Tubman. That's, that's never been a <laughs> ever. <laughs> Especially, it's like, bruh, we only got a few heroes they'd have allowed us to have and celebrate life. Can you just leave them alone? Like, come on, give us our few, please. I don't know. I don't know. But we, we, we hope he, he does okay. So, have we? It, I, the world is so freaking crazy. I don't even really know what else to even say because it, it's funny. Like, even on my page, it's like I swing between we got to ensure we're hitting the important things. I do want to talk about coronavirus and how it's affecting black people, black and brown communities worse. I do want to talk about the presidential election some. I do want to talk about the civil war we're in. But at the same time, I do like just want to focus on some dumb stuff because it's like you need a break. <laughs> like I said, it's National Tequila Day, everybody. That's my dumb tip for the day. Speaking of, speaking Which of, just my favorite spirit. Speaking of coronavirus, hey, listen, all my. What's up, buddy? What's up? I know. It's like speaking of of coronavirus, all my people in Atlanta, please. Go back in the house. I don't know what you guys are doing. What are you doing? <laughs> I got a lot of friends in Atlanta, and they'll they'll send they'll show me videos of like people partying, doing all types of stuff. And I'm just like, what? Like, there's not a mask in sight. There's not a, a a distance between people in sight. Like, it's like, what are you what are you doing? Are you actively trying to kill yourself? <laughs> like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Listen, listen. The longer you guys prolong this distancing thing, the longer it's going to take for us to get back to any sense of normalcy. Like you, because right now it's looking like forever, ever, ever away before we get out because of people bugging. You will live without the club for a little bit. You'll live. You'll you'll be fine. You will be fine. Like I don't know. Like here, I don't know what they're doing over over, over by you, but here in New York, they're so desperate to get people back in in, in restaurants. They're basically like building new uh, seat outside seating. Yeah, that's what we street. have on the streets. And it's just like I forgot. Like uh, I was listening to this uh, this podcast, uh, uh, the Joe Budden podcast, where one of the co-hosts, Maul, was like, "I'm not trying to eat my food and have bus exhaust hit me in the face at the same time." And it's just like that's what that's what we're doing. It's like people are so eager to just be outside, and I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But it's like. Guys, like this. <laughs> but let me let me that badly. You let, me go deep, let me go deep with you for a second on that, because I've really been wondering like why that is, like what it is. I think that this is what I mean. You know, I'm onto my spirituality. I believe that this is a grand awakening, right? We we are in our faces, we're seeing, you know, racism in the world. We're seeing the corruption in the world. We are we are being faced with some things that we may not have wanted to look. I feel like the world is like, no, you have to look at this. You have no choice. We've been faced with how dirty people are. Like, wash your damn hands. Shouldn't be that damn hard, right? Basic stuff like that. I don't believe people are comfortable with themselves. Like their whole lives are kind of like the illusion of being out, drinking certain drinks, being with certain people, wearing certain outfits. And so this time alone, 
are with another person is real. You are having to confront all you, like who you are, who the people are in your lives. And I think that's very uncomfortable for people and they need the accoutrements. Now don't get me wrong, much as I travel and love to travel, I was never running from anything. Like I was a whole person who enjoys the actual travel, right? right. But I think some people are constantly running from something. And so this time alone, I think has been like, some people can, they really are not mentally good with themselves are straight with people they live with to be able to do it. I promise you that club ain't gonna help you though. <laughs> like I promise, not. I promise you. <laughs> but no, but but no, I, but I'm see, I've been so curious as to why people like certain, like I've seen like, you know, clubs full with people twerking, no mask. I've had to say like, well, what not, you know, what what is that that makes you just totally not care? Like that, we gotta go deep with it. In my opinion, you just I I've been trying to figure it out. Yeah, there's, I think it's part, I think it's, that's a good part of it. I also think the other part of it is people just don't like being told no or being told they can't do something, which is why people are freaking out about having to wear masks. Cause it's like, listen, it's not that, it's not that big a deal in the grand scheme of things. Is this mask really hurting you? <laughs> like it's not hurting you. It's not really violating your rights or anything like that. It's just, they're basically just telling you, it's like, hey, Keep your germs off of other people. Like that's it. That's all it that's all it is. Right now. That's well, it. that's the thing. People always say to me, so they keep asking, but you know, we keep guessing. I'm sure you're doing that in your home. When do y'all think we're gonna this is gonna end? And I'm not a you know, a big pol political person, but I'm like, well, it depends. If if Trump wins four more years, then this is gonna go on forever because it's a stand for him. Like you know, he, he's not, you know, we wouldn't have been here today. I said, I need somebody to clear a national emergency, shut this thing down for a month, and then we, I think we'd be good. But, you know, it's just been kind of like, everybody do what they want to do. Like, if you feel like wearing a mask, wear one. If you don't, don't. Or he could have just kept the pandemic response team that Obama put in place, but no, he fired them, so. Well, because it had Obama America. on. America, yeah. yeah. Who yeah. fired the pandemic response team? All right, that's a. But a black man put it together, but that's a whole nother subject. Well, I know you, I, you thank you again for like taking the time to, to roll with a sister. Yeah, you see, like, my son's probably, he's trying to get me off, so. I know, no, no, that's not, Xavier, I understand, baby. My kids, I, you know, the basketball started again. Absolutely. So Absolutely. before my kids, we were, I was getting a little time. I was enjoying them. Basketball came on, it's like, yeah, uh, yeah. Not it's so been real, sis. it's been real. So the 76ers were playing when I was last out there. Yeah, no, it's over, it's over now. They, they, they it's over, right? No more love. So yeah, anytime you want to talk, just call me. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Have a good weekend. I'll see you next Friday. Absolutely. I'll see y'all next Friday on Facebook. All right, y'all. Peace. Yeah. Well, that's a wrap, fam, with this episode of Conversations with Randy B., we will chat with you next time. In the meantime, you can find me at randyb.net, randy underscore underscore b on Instagram, or randyb on Facebook. Catch up with you later. Take care until then.